You know, one of my favorite things about the Bible that we read is that it's true. It's good. It's verifiable. We're going to talk about how Zechariah knew all about Jesus 500 years before he ever showed up. Amen, Brother Ben, episode 45 of the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. This is probably version like four or five because of my technical difficulties this week. Uh, Hopefully we'll get through this together. Um, (laughs) But man, I was really interested in Zechariah 9 as I was reading through this week. I hope you've been reading these scriptures with us. If not, it's cool. I hope you get something out of these podcasts anyway. But um, I wanted to talk for a second about how much Jesus shows up over the next couple days. If you read with us and finish out Zechariah with us, um, it talks a lot about Jesus and a lot of the things that Jesus did were fulfilling these prophecies um, and letting God's people know that he was the real deal. He was the Messiah. Um, And, you know, one of the things that I give the disciples that follow Jesus a hard time about uh, sometimes is that they thought that Jesus was going to come and conquer. Like they had this vision, you know, I'm reading through Zechariah nine and it talks about um, a lot of this mighty coming King um, talks about battle talks about chariots and war horses and stuff. And so you can kind of understand why maybe when, Jesus shows up. They're like, all right, so we doing this? We throwing down? And Jesus is like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not talking about that type of kingdom, and I'm not talking about that type of change. Um, So it took some people a while to get on board with that. But I want to read about the the preface of it. It says, Zion's coming king. In Zechariah 9, starting with verse 9, it says, Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph. O people of Jerusalem, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he's humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. So not even like a big donkey, like a little donkey. He says, I will remove the battle chariots from Israel and the war horses from Jerusalem. I will destroy all the weapons used in battle and your king will bring peace to the nations. Sounds good, right? Okay, so when Jesus shows up, they're like, all right, let's do this. Let's take over. Let's run things. I want peace. And Jesus had a very different idea about how to do this, how to come up with this. And one of the reasons why Jesus uh, came riding in on a donkey on Palm Sunday uh, was because it showed his humility. And I find this in, in verse 9, this very interesting I don't know if dichotomy is the right word. That's a, I may misuse it. I'm not that smart. But this very interesting little tension between how we describe King Jesus. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble. You know, the donkey was like a symbol of humility. Most major military leaders would ride in with a stallion, you know, a big, strong, powerful horse. It's almost like, you know, pulling up in a, in a big beefy truck or a sports car versus puttering up on a, on a Pinto, you know, or a a clunker. And, uh, yeah, Jesus chose the clunker. He chose not only a donkey, which was meant to be, you know, something that would haul work stuff, 
You know, it was a work truck, but he, he, he got on a donkey's colt, right? It was the smallest of the humble. And that was, that was intentional because it helped us to understand that, that God doesn't need human means. God doesn't need, uh, doesn't use the same barometer to measure what is mighty and what is good, just like people do. Their mighty conqueror, their mighty king came not to be served, but to serve. Donkeys were servant-type animals, and he was associating himself with that. That's why he washed his disciples' feet. That was unheard of by other rulers and teachers. You wash your rulers' feet. You you pamper me, right? And yet Jesus came, and he said, "I, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve others. I came humbly, but yet he was victorious, and he was righteous. And that's a something that us as Christians, us as believers who are supposed to be Christian literally means little Jesuses, right? Little mini versions of, of Jesus. And he says, if that's the case, then that righteous and victorious and humble should describe us too. It's possible. It's not possible through our own means. It's not possible through, well, look what I've done. Look, you know, cause if we look what I did, look at, look at what I've accomplished that we become prideful. We lose our humility because it's all about us, but we can still have righteousness and victory in our lives while being humble. Righteous just meaning that you, you're doing the right things that, that in your family, in your home, that, that the right thing is, is wins out that justice comes and, and in whatever way that you are able to make it happen. Like if, if it's in your power, you serve justice, you serve righteousness. And in that, you're victorious. I'm tired of people walking around with the name Christian, but yet they, they live defeated lives. They're still slaves to this sin that really has no power over them. They, they, they are unsure of themselves and they doubt their faith. And they do all these things that, that anybody else would be like, I don't want to be a Christian. I don't want to be dumped on like that. I don't want to be put upon like that. That's that's no fun, and that's not the reality and the of of what a Christian's life should and and could look like. And by the way, don't think that I'm getting on to you. Don't think that I'm lecturing you because you aren't supposed to do this. It is in that humility that 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 we realize we need God's power. We need the Holy Spirit gassing us up so that we can be righteous, so that we can be victorious. But yeah, we don't let that go to our heads. And it's such a it's impossible for us to do without him. You either become too cocky or you become uh, a whipping boy or girl, you know, and, and the, the in-between is not possible except for through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so if you want to be like Jesus, which again, if you call yourself a Christian, it's what it's all about. You might have to ride a donkey every once in a while. You might have to be humble. You might have to give up the better rights, the better opportunities in order to be obedient with God. Now, it's really not better because God knows what he's doing and his better is better than our better. So even if you have to give that up, do it. It's so worth it and so important for us to understand that. So yeah, if you have any questions for me about that, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching at you today. Amen, Brother Ben or amenben.com. You can send me a message, leave me a voice message, whatever you need to do. Back more with Zechariah. I'm ready to finish this book up next week, get into Malachi. Uh, Y'all have a great weekend. 
We love you. We'll see you soon.